0: Welcome to my podcast, Musings of a Christian Philosopher, where we talk about deep and often challenging topics of theology and philosophy. I'm your host, Adam Polstra. Let's get started. Good day, everybody. I've been thinking lately about a phenomenon that I've been seeing in our society. It's been on my mind the last few days, and I thought I'd talk to you all about it. There are some people, for example, out there who we call introverted. But they're not exactly introverted. They, rather than just being more satisfied in smaller groups or in one on one interactions, they have instead a tendency to have negative opinions of people, to not want to talk to anybody because they don't like the conversation. They don't like that kind of person. They don't like that kind of person or that kind of person. They don't want to interact with this group because they have some negative opinion about their social status or their conversation style or something of this sort. Now, in some cases, that can be more or less legitimate. There can be very shallow groups of people, and you're talking to a rather intelligent mind or something like that. But in many cases, what we're really looking at is cynicism, and we're calling it introversion. We're taking somebody's negativity and giving it a neutral label. And there are other examples of similar kind where we are taking a look at something from the outside and calling it something other than what it really kind of obviously is. Take, for example, somebody who has a very poor handle of their own emotions. We might call them OCD. We might call them ADD. We might even say that they're possibly autistic. But really what we're doing is we're wiping away the difficulty of actually dealing with somebody who has never been taught how to deal with their emotions by giving them a label. See, the cynical person from earlier might in fact be extroverted. But we simply take the fact that they don't tend to like to be around people at all. And we give that the convenient label of introversion. It's much easier than dealing with the fact that such a cynical person might have been legitimately hurt by people around them. Or maybe they are that intelligent type of person who prefers a deeper conversation. And they've gotten to the point where they have gotten become bitter. they become disappointed by people in general. And they don't really want to interact with people in general anymore. So much easier to call them introverted. But we also do this with ourselves. For example, we may be very bitter, but it's much more convenient to call ourselves independent. We're self-sufficient. See, we don't need nobody else, not because we're deep down very hurt, but because we can handle ourselves on our own. We're an island unto ourselves. We're self-sufficient. We're strong. Don't need nobody. Or we might be very jaded. But instead of admitting that fact, we say that we're excellent judges of character. We haven't had extremely negative interactions with people. We're not just shy. We're, we're very good at understanding people quickly, and we know who's not worth the time. not admitting to ourselves that what we really see are signs of the people in the past who've hurt us. This is justification. Now, I'm not not saying that, of course, in every case where it looks like this, it is this. But I think this happens more and more frequently in modern day, and I'll say why towards the end. But when we're bitter and jaded and cynical, that may be on us, possibly. But I would wager that more often than not, that is our very legitimate and rational, reasonable response to having been mistreated. And when people around us are very free to say that, no, it's ADD, no, it's OCD, no, it's introversion, no, they're just really good at judging character. We can hide the dark truth that is behind it. When we give ourselves some neutral or positive label to overlap our own hurt, we're really doing two things wrong. One is, of course, taking that which is negative or even sinful and calling it something other than that but at the same time, what we're really doing is we're refusing to deal with those who have actually hurt us. That person or people may be somebody with authority over us, like a parent or a teacher, or a relative, like an aunt or uncle, or maybe somebody with simple power over us. they have the ability, because they are, quote, a friend, or mentor, or Christian brother or sister, who, if we were to begin to tell the truth about why it is that we're actually bitter or jaded or cynical, they could take that and go to our circle, and talk about how bad you are, spread rumors about you, and then who is to be believed. And we know when it comes right down to it, the one who is abusive is far more willing to harm those who are willing to tell the truth. It's very difficult to get allies when negative, abusive people are in the circle. Because you, perhaps, might be willing to actually start telling the truth. But what about everybody else? It's a very high price to pay. Now, it's a price that I think is very worth... Sorry. It's a price that I think is very worth paying. But it's a high price nonetheless. If you're willing to start telling the truth about what's happened to you, and everybody in your circle of friends, instead of believing you, believes the person they know is willing to do harm, then you're in a coercive environment, where essentially those friends who are not willing to tell the truth are accessories to the coercion. Why? Because they're caving to abuse and lying over somebody who's not willing to do harm and just wants to tell the truth. That's the very opposite of moral. Are those the kinds of people you really want in your life? And as I said towards the beginning, I think that there is a very deep root here that we need to address. This whole set of circumstances, in my opinion, it starts when we take love over justice. Why is that? See, we want everybody to be saved. We want everybody to be considered good. We want everybody to be unhurt. But when we do that, we don't even want the hurters to be hurt. We don't want the coercive, the abusive, the pain inflicting to be be made uncomfortable, to be offended. When we're not willing to fight for justice, and I don't say justice over love, as I've talked about in previous conversations, to be just towards those who do evil is a loving thing to do to them. It may give them that wake-up call. It may give them that give them that smelling salts, or those smelling salts, so that they might wake up. They at least have the chance to repent of what they've been doing. But if we're not even willing to be so, quote, mean as to tell the horrible truth about horrible things that people have done horribly then what we have effectively done is allowed the abusers to be in command. We've given them exactly what they want, the full power to coerce, the full power to be in charge of the situation, to never face reprimand, to never face pressure. That is not loving either towards the abuser or towards the abused. And the end result of this kind of an overemphasis on being nice, being kind, being what many people call love is that we take what is evil and we call it good and we take what is good and we call it evil. We justify and relabel what are signs of actual wrongdoing in the reactions of people who no longer can have good handles over their emotions? Who are not able to sustain life-giving relationships? Who sink further and further into obscurity? Maybe they play video games. Maybe they just read all the time. Maybe they just watch TV shows. It just work and eat, and sleep, and get up the next day and do the same thing over again, sinking further and further into depression. While nobody stands up for them as their advocates, willing to engage with the truth. Putting love over justice Let's the hurt wither away as we give them all these innocent sounding labels that take moral wrongs and boil them down to problems in their brains problems that they were born with or again we take ourselves and do the same thing we turn our angers, our hurts, and call them strengths of character. This is the kind of topsy-turvy, upside-down world we are forced to live in when we are not willing to seek justice. So that's what's been on my mind the last couple of days. hope you found it interesting, as always, and will continue pondering over these things. Until next time.